I'm Carolyn Lobsinger. I'm one of the people who make the 7B podcast. You may recognize my name from the various stories I've written for the Bonner County Daily Bee. Every day, the team of the Daily Bee works reporting on stories in our community. Each story is the result of hours spent interviewing, writing, and rewriting to keep our readers and our listeners informed. If you'd like to help us continue to provide quality local journalism, the best thing you can do is become a subscriber of the Daily Bee. If you've already done that, thank you. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can do so by calling us at 208-263-9534 or go online to bonnercountydailybee.com. Now on to our podcast. Why don't you tell me a little bit clarity about the opportunity, about the camp, and just why you wanted to be a part of it? Well, so why I wanted to be a part of it is I want to become a trooper. Um, I was ho- I'm was i hoping to um, become a detective for the drug unit or become part of the SWAT. So, and the opportunity that I got, I went into the I-League camp and it was amazing. You know, they set up that camp very well mm-hmm. and I was the only one, I was the farthest one away. They were all pretty local. How did you hear about the camp? I heard about it, so I went down to the Coeur Detective Department mm-hmm. to go tour that um, back in eighth grade because I knew I wanted to become a detective. Mm-hmm. And she actually, like, she kind of said that I should go into this camp. And so I looked it up and looked into it, and I decided, yeah, I think it would be a great opportunity. And then me and my mom applied and I got in. So tell me about why you want to be a trooper. What prompted that and just how did you come to that realization? I love to help people and I love to serve people Mm -hmm. and I would love to do it for a job and to get more Mm -hmm. than just like I would love to get the drugs off the street and I would love to help people in need. Do you have any family members who are in law enforcement? No, ma'am. So how did you, what did your folks think about this when you said, you know, in eighth grade, I know what I want to be, and it's a trooper, and it's helping people, but what mom and dad say? They're very supportive, for sure. My mom, of course, it's like, it is a dangerous job now, um, especially in Idaho. So my mom was definitely like, make sure this is actually like definitely what you want to do because it is not a job like a hair salon or working in a restaurant. Right. And I said, yeah, I do understand that. And especially going to that camp, Mm -hmm. you know, they tell you stories about some experiences they have had or their partners. And it is a more scary job, but they said it's all worth it because like the people you help and the people you get out of situations. What are some of the things that you learned at camp, or what are some of the things that they teach you? Um, they teach you how to be a leader, which was very beneficial. And they teach you how to speak for yourself and how to know what's wrong and right. And, I mean, they definitely like more physical things they teach you. Like, we ran every morning, and weightlift did, and mm-hmm. worked out. And, you know, we ought to, we learned how to shoot firearms in mm-hmm. a safe manner. And we learned, like, how the canine dogs work for the drug units. 
and they just they taught us a lot about how they do the things that they do and we got to like drive the police cars and we got to pull over cars like actors that were little thing so yeah it was pretty fun I learned a lot and mm -hmm. like you definitely get to it is a sneak peek at the job they are not as hard on us as they will be if I actually decide to go into that police that certain police academy but they're definitely tough on us just to show us like here that this is what you're going to be getting into mm -hmm. did it change your mind or you still want to be a trooper you it made me want it more <laughs> it sounds weird i know uh -huh. like the more they said like the more they talked about all the you know even the bad things it was like every job's gonna have bad things but this job has the look of like i just helped somebody mm -hmm. that could have just died mm -hmm. or like you definitely will see some scary things that you'll never really prepare yourself for and you'll be put in situations where you don't really know what to do but you will help people take me through the camp day by day and some of the things that you learned each day and some of the things that they tried to get across yeah definitely so like the first day we woke up we had to wake up very early it was like we had to be by the flagpole at five o'clock oh my gosh it was terrible but so we would work out and they really taught us like definitely about stamina mm -hmm. and like you know when you're running three miles you want to stop like I wanted to walk constantly I was like I'm a little done right now but like they told us after they didn't tell us this the first day they told us after that like it is so beneficial to keep your body healthy and your it keeps your mind healthy as well and then they taught us about nutrition a lot um like what is good fats what are bad fats and like exercise and water and we got we didn't get much downtime they were working us pretty hard but every day they would have a little like class that's either like one of them was like crash detections and they showed mm -hmm. us how they map the crashes they have a little machine that's a laser to help them measure the crash to see what exactly happens and they taught us about you know like the drug units they taught us a lot about that because one of their top um sergeants there sergeant cox um he actually like started the drug unit he was very adamant to his superior that he wanted to do this and it helped that kind of get started and he's done a lot of drug pulls and gotten a lot of those kind of things off the streets so he taught us a class about drugs and so every day we would have a class and then we would, usually we had multiple classes. And then some days we would have, like, either we got to drive the cop cars and they would teach mm -hmm. us how to pick cars or whatever, or we would have the canine mm -hmm. where we got to work with a swap, which was pretty cool. We got to, like, go in swap rooms and shoot targets with little paintball guns. And they also taught us firearms. So, yeah. What did they teach you the first day? What was the funnest part about day one? Day one, let's see. We, they taught us day one about the crash. It was the crash investigation. I think that was awesome. What because did you learn in that class? 
We learned how that's the measuring, like, okay. laser. We learned, like, just how to, like, you know, you see crashes and you're like, oh, they just go report it. No, it's, like, scientific. It's mathematic. Like, mm-hmm. they have to measure all of it. They have to measure the skid marks, how long the skid marks are. They have to, like, find out the width of the car tires. The They have to find out all these things. And, like, I just didn't really think, like, oh, there's that much going into it. What was the thing that surprised you most about that first day? About what they were teaching you or just... How engaging they were. Like, I thought I would just be kind of sitting in a class, you know. But they always had, like, little activities for us. Or they had little, like... They just told us all these interesting stories. Even though we had to wake up at 5 in the morning, nobody was falling asleep. Like, we were all... (laughs) Very, I mean, we were tired, but we were all very ready. Mm-hmm. What was the funnest part about the second day? I think the funnest part about the second day was probably the cars. That's the day we got to go really fast in cop cars. <laughs> and we got to learn how to uh-huh. hit a car, which was very fun. A little scary, but very so, fun. Why don't you tell... Let you tell me what that is so that yeah. so that I can properly explain it to yeah. folks that might not know. So, picking a car is you drive. So, if you're in a high-speed car chase, a cop, so two cars, and the cop will be behind you. Mm-hmm. And if the cop decides it is needed, they will run into the back of the car, just tap it, and uh-huh. the car will spin out. It doesn't do any damage to the person inside or the vehicle, except you will have a dent in your back of the right. car. But it's a way to get the person to stop. So you have to know what you're doing so you do it just right. And yeah, not... if you don't do it right, it could end up bad. But, like, it's pretty – you don't have to get it exact. The one thing you do have to get exact is the speed. They can't be going over 45, which is infor- unfortunate – because sometimes they do have to make that call of making a deadly pit, which pretty much is inevitable that the car is going to roll and the cop might also get injured. But if they are in a situation where it's like a very bad person, they will make that call. What was the funnest part about the third day? Because it was a five-day, five-week camp, right? It was a five-day camp. Five-day camp, okay. Yeah, so I don't remember. I think the funnest day about the funnest thing about the third day, I think that was the day of the firearms. Okay. And we drove out to the fire range. Oh, fun. Yeah. So had you shot before or? I have shot maybe like three times. Mm -hmm. So like I knew how to do it, but they really showed us. I mean, we got to shoot an AR-15, which those are pretty hefty weapons. Those are pretty big. Yeah. I know, I was holding it, and the guy's like, you look very uncomfortable. I'm like, this is very heavy. And he's like, I know. I don't know. But, and we got to shoot little shotguns. Um, those are my favorite, because mm-hmm. they didn't hurt. Okay, you imagine, when you see how big those AR-15s are, or similar weapons, mm-hmm. they're not insubstantial guns. And I imagine there's a lot of precision involved in, yeah. if you're shooting at somebody, you want to... Make sure to be a good shot and yeah. hit the appropriate. Yeah, those, um, they go through a lot of gun training. 
and you definitely do have to be strong enough to hoist those weapons around um and a lot of those all those cops are very strong and so i was talking to one of them the person that was helping me shoot and mm -hmm. he said this is his favorite weapon because it is the most precise like it has more technology so with the little guns mm -hmm. you have to do you can't um jerk the handle otherwise the bullet won't go where you want which is hard in stressful situations to remember right. pull it first then pull again slowly mm -hmm. you want to just do that you can't with those guns otherwise they will the bullet will not go where you want it to go with the ar-15 they the technology is so good you can just pull the rifle and it goes where you want it to go there's a lot more recoil on those so you do have to like stand your ground and have like a decently okay stance when you shoot mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll the the weapon will just go up mm -hmm. so what was the best part about the camp probably hearing all of the officers stories mm -hmm. some were very impactful what were some of those stories um well so one of them they were doing a pullover. Well, so I can't remember if it was one of the troopers. Mm -hmm. um, he was sitting on the side of the road mm -hmm. and he got a feeling about this car. You can't pull someone over for a feeling. It's against the law, but you can pull out. So he pulled out and he followed them. And eventually they did end up making a traffic violation. So he pulled them over. Now, these people seemed fairly normal, but they had a little boy in the back, and they had, there was a blanket with a little boy, with what they think, what they thought was a little boy. And the mom was very defensive, and the trooper finally said, I need to see what's under that blanket, and it was a second son. And that son was barely alive. Whip marks and heroin burns and all the things. And I think that story definitely really made me want to get the drugs off the street. Because there mm -hmm. are a lot of, you know, one of the troopers said, like, I'm so glad to help this one boy. But mm -hmm. I can't imagine how many other kids are going through this same experience of parents on drugs. Because when you're on drugs, you don't know what's going on. Like, were they able to help the little boy? They were, yes. The little boy lived and actually got adopted by one of the troopers. And they were so thankful because that little boy was probably an hour away from death mm. because he was malnourished. He was dehydrated. He was skin and bones. Like they did not, he barely, when they lifted up the cover, they, he, like, they had to shake him, and he barely woke up, and he just opened his eyes and gave the trooper a little smile and then passed out again. Was the other little boy taken away, too? Yeah, yeah. The other little boy was not as badly beaten, but he was, mal but this but he was, was malnourished. And so they were able to get both the little boys away. And yeah, to and the parents were arrested for drug, like, a child abuse and, because and of the drug possession because they did have heroin in there. Was it kind of hard to hear some of those stories? Definitely, yeah. A lot of us were 
very emotional with some of those stories Mm -hmm. because, you know, you, especially living in San Juan, Idaho, Mm -hmm. we're a pretty small town. Like, yes, there are some bad people, Mm -hmm. but we're pretty sheltered. And so down in Boise, they have a lot of drug issues. Yeah. I didn't quite realize how bad Just the, it was. When you do the scale of population. Yeah. It's... So, I didn't realize how bad it was down in Boise. Worth going to the camp? Yeah. So, what happens now? You're going to be a freshman or a sophomore? I'm going to be a sophomore. A sophomore? Yeah. So, are you, you're, you have your own license, you're driving, and all that good stuff? Yes, ma'am. So, you're going to be able to... Do you, are you going to try and do more camps like this? Or? I am, yes. Um, junior year, there is an opportunity that I'm going to try to apply for for an FBI camp. Oh, fun. Um, I just want to see all my like options. I do know I want to work in that kind of field, um, but I don't quite know what yet. There's a lot of opportunities. I could go into just trooper, detective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many. So you, you know you want to be in law enforcement. I do. You just don't know what field or what branch, depending on. Yeah. Yeah, and as I get closer to the age where I have to make that decision, I'll do a bunch mm-hmm. of research and visit more branches. And yeah. So when you went down, was it what you expected at the end? Or was it so much more than that? It was so much more. They didn't just teach us about how to investigate crashes. They taught us. I mean, I am different. Uh-huh. Like, they truly did teach us how to be a leader. And they taught us that we, like, can make a difference. And they just taught us a lot. How did it change you, you think? Um, I mean, before I went, I was decent. Like, not shy, but, like, I was like, oh, like, I'm just one person. I can't necessarily make a difference. But now, mm-hmm. like, everyone makes a difference. So, yeah. What else would you want to tell people about the camp? Um, go in there with an open heart. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, waking up at 4.30 in the morning every day, running before you have any food in your stomach, you know, you have to remember all the supplies you get. Mm-hmm. You get. So definitely keeping an open mind and not... Because, like, some of the kids... You know, when you wake up at four thirty, they get a little crabby. But by the third day, we were all like, "Okay, we're ready." Like, just go mm-hmm. in there with an open mind. Do you know? You'd mentioned you've always known you wanted to be in law enforcement. Can you pinpoint to a specific something as far as what made you want to be in law enforcement, or just was there an event or a show you saw or something that? I think so. What I started to want to be mm-hmm. is to work with animals mm-hmm. and to help animals. But that was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I think as I started to, especially in eighth grade, mm-hmm. read the news and or listen to podcasts, I heard mm-hmm. about all the school shootings, mm-hmm. the you know, all the things. And I think my brain finally was like, I want to help, but I want to help people. Mm-hmm. So. so. What school are you going to, Clarity? I'm going to the same point High School. Sandpoint High School? Yes, ma'am. Anything else? What do you like to do when you're not 
studying and sounds like from what your mom said you've got a pretty active summer yes traveling a lot in about two days i'm going down to the oregon down to ashland um so i do travel i do have a job um i mean i just got my license pretty excited about that's that. pretty well that's a lot of hard work that goes yeah. into that yeah so what are you going to do in ashland um i'm going down there we're going to go to the shakespeare festival fun yeah i've never been there so i think that should be pretty fun it's a fun little town my boyfriend's gonna come down and see me so yeah so what do you what do you like to do when you're not traveling or doing schoolwork? um i love to work out mm-hmm. hang out with friends um i love my dog i love to hang out with my dog what's your pupper's name zeus he's a chihuahua <laughs> love him um so yeah i love to be active i love mm-hmm. to be outdoors mm-hmm and also like to hide in my room <laughs> like any teenager I think does. you know I think that's pretty yeah. common and yeah, yeah you, you've got your moments where you're just like done with people yeah. yeah I get it what else would you like to say or to add that we haven't already covered you know, oh maybe your mom and dad's names oh my mom's name is Michelle Seaburn and my dad's name is Steve Petrich and they've definitely played a huge role in this like they've always been very supportive Oh, very cool. So, me, so you said your mom was a little unsure when you first told she's her. She's protective of me. Mm-hmm. Um, As a mom would be. Yeah. And when you hear your daughter wants to go in the law enforcement, you hear all <laughs> the things, you know, especially now. Sure. Guns are getting very, very common. Not that they haven't been in the past, but it's getting worse. Right. You know, you do. there are... Not a lot of shootings with cops, but a decent amount. And there's just a lot more risk in that job than I think. Like, at first, I was like, oh, I want to be a vet. Right. She's like, cool. And then I was like, no, nah, I want to go in the law enforcement. She's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> vet to law enforcement, cool. What was your dad's reaction? He's, he's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Um, I think he will support me no matter what I choose. Mm-hmm. He just wants his little girl to be happy. Yeah. Of course, he wants me to be safe. As the dad would be. Yeah. But he knows that I, if I choose a career that makes me happy, then I'll be good. And you'd be, I would imagine, just based on what you said, they taught you at the camp, that they would, that the academies for the different agencies are going to be pretty thorough and pretty... They don't want anything to happen to you. No. Their, their number one thing is their trooper's safety. And we went into the, um, like, where they talk to the troopers while they're on a case or something, the mm-hmm. dispatch. And they said their number one job is to keep their people safe. Mm-hmm. That is their only priority. I imagine there's a lot of ongoing training that goes into how do you shoot a firearm, making yes. sure you're... Know how to take care of the weapon, yeah. how you take care of yourself, you're make never sure you're done strong. training in the law enforcement. They always have something to tell you because you know you're working with the public, and like you, like besides keeping you safe, you also you also have to keep them safe, mm-hmm. and you have to know how to keep your weapons safe because you do carry a weapon, a deadly weapon, and like they're priority is to keep that safe and not to draw it until needed which which makes a lot of sense because as society changes and grows and different 
types of crimes go up or down, mm-hmm. you have to respond accordingly. And what yeah. are the best ways to investigate that case? What are yes. new tools? What are new? Yeah, there's always new crimes coming up or like rising, like right now the fentanyl. Right. So the drug unit is extra busy and they cannot, the dogs don't know how to seek out fentanyl. They haven't been trained on that. So how do you train them to this? Yeah, so the drug unit's trying to get new dogs to seek out that fentanyl. They're, I mean, it's everywhere right now. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there in the world. Well, thank you for taking the time to come in, Clarity. I appreciate that. Is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't covered? I don't think so. You've been listening to the 7B Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and remember to check back next Monday to hear the latest news and stories that are happening in our community.